Beyonce's newest album, Renaissance, was leaked to the public two days before the official release. This news alone is unsurprising. Album leaks happen all the time. What is surprising is the reaction of Beyonce's diehard fan base, the Bayhive, who refused to listen to the album until its official release date. Quote, so the album leaked and you all actually waited until the proper release time so you can all enjoy it together. I've never seen anything like it, she wrote. I can't thank y'all enough for your love and protection. I appreciate you for calling out anyone that was trying to sneak into the club early. It means the world to me. Thank you for your unwavering support. Thank you for being patient. We are going to take our time and enjoy the music. I will continue to give my all and do my best to bring you joy, said Beyonce in a cross-platform social media post. Truly, Beyonce's influence on her fan base is astounding, and she takes full advantage of that through her discography, published by her own entertainment company, Parkwood Entertainment, and through her many other business ventures. One of Beyonce's most successful businesses, outside of being one of the world's biggest pop stars, is clothing. In 2005, she started the House of Darien clothing line, named after her grandmother. In 2014, she launched a line of activewear with British fashion retailer Topshop, named Ivy Park, as a nod to her daughter. Beyonce moved the brand to Adidas in 2019, where she now serves as a creative partner. Beyonce is no stranger to creative partnerships, both in business and in music. In fact, Beyonce's songs are such massive productions that people have questioned how involved she actually gets with songs where she has a writing credit attached. Ryan Tedder, frontman for One Republic and one of the two main writers for a 2009 hit Beyonce single, came to Beyonce's defense on the matter in an interview with The Guardian. Quote, I can't speak for all of the songs she does, but I'll say this. She does stuff on any given song that, when you go from the demo to the final version, takes it to another level that you never would have thought of as the writer said Tedder. The Beyonce song Tedder collaborated on came to be after an injury to his Achilles tendon forced One Republic to cancel their tour. Quote, it was the most intense pain I ever experienced in my life. I passed out, so I ended up going home for two weeks. My wife forbade me from writing or doing any work whatsoever, said Tedder. Not content to sit at home, Tedder managed to sneak in a songwriting session with his friend and popular songwriter Evan Bogart. Quote, I texted him and said, my wife's gone for three hours. Will you come over? Let's write one song. Beyonce had contacted me because of a song on our first album called Come Home. So he came over and I said, dude, Beyonce wants me to do a song. Let's do a song in three hours, said Tedder. The final product, with Beyonce's input and vocals recorded, had sweeping international success, hitting number five on the Billboard Hot 100, number two on the New Zealand singles charts, and topping the Brazil charts for 20 consecutive weeks. For this song and many others, Beyonce is treated as if she were some kind of angel sent from above. That's right. Entrepreneur Summer 3, Back in Business, continues with Beyonce's Halo on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one is surrounded by your embrace. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my awakened co-host... Alex Mildenberger! Alex Mildenberger, what's going on? What is going on? Getting back into things. It's away last weekend. Had a wedding. Right. It's a little bit weird. It's always weird. Mess up your schedule and makes... I usually get tired after going on these things because I don't sleep very well. Mm. uh in in hotels a lot of the time um but i'm getting you know and uh, and it's hot it's hot My computer said heat wave on it um, just a fucking heat wave buddy or in the weather section just said heat wave so heat you know wave. it's a sleepy sweaty time it's it yeah is. it's sweaty for sure and definitely sleepy i hear that um alex we've managed to accidentally be 
on the on the <laughs> the pulse. <laughs> Are we being prescient again? We are accidentally being prescient again by talking about Beyonce, who just released an album, I think, yesterday. As oh, of this shit. recording, it'll be... I didn't even notice. Yeah. It's, Renaissance. Uh, Renaissance. Just came out, uh, and here we are, talking about a, a hit from 2009. She's got Alex. all capital letters on all the songs. Yeah, that's a real move people do these days. I think Tyler, the creator, does that a lot, too. I've seen it a lot. All capitals and all lowercase, because I think... Um, I mean, oh, this is going back guy. a couple years now. Yeah, bad guy. And I think every uh, every song on that album was all lowercase. I think you are correct. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, that's out. And here we are. And, I, you know, I didn't even think about the risks of doing a Beyonce song until this album came out and people were like i would die for beyonce and like anybody who says something bad about beyonce is you know <laughs> gonna catch these hands or whatever and uh here we are we're potentially confronting the bay hive how's it feel alex <laughs> i'm not too worried about it because they would have to listen to this right this is this is true <laughs> so, not to be too negative but i just don't think there's a lot of crossover I, you might be right, Ox, but you know, you know, you put Halo Beyonce out there, people are going to listen to it. People who don't, uh, don't it's true. I mean, in. we're putting the name out there. Uh, it could could be a problem. So if anyone's got a problem with this, I'm sure we can talk it out. You think these takes are hot? You should see our uh, Billy Joel episodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's plural. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, are we planning on like, really shitting on Beyonce today? I guess I'm, we'll find out. We'll find out. Alex, are you a Beyonce fan at all? What's your Beyonce experience? It's limited. I mean, I've always known who she was, or at least for a mm. long time. I remember hearing about Destiny's Child, and I kind of remember her name floating around. Um, I was looking at her Wikipedia page, uh, and there's a part of, like, public persona or something like that. Public persona. One of the sections, hang on, let me figure out. Let me look. It's the um, public image. Um, the first paragraph in that talks about how uh, in the 2000s she was often described as bootylicious, which is, it's as the um, article mentions, a portmanteau of the words booty and delicious. Delicious. Uh, which, uh, that's a great sentence. Um, so I, I'm sure I'm sure I heard her described as bootylicious at some point, but I mean, I think well, the term that's, is used more broadly. Isn't that her song? Yeah. Well, it's so Des- bootylicious, baby. That's Destiny's Child, Destiny's isn't it? Child song, yeah. Um, I don't know which came first, though. Yeah. Anyway, I don't. I don't even know that song. But my yeah, my my knowledge of Beyonce is pretty limited. Other than that, I know the hits because they filter through. Um, I know there's. She has a strong fan base. Yeah. And as anyone who has a strong fan base, there's. There's backlash, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. Um. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That's all your Beyonce knowledge. I don't know the, all the single ladies dance, but I could mime some of it. Right. I imagine you put your hands up, up. at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could picture that. Um, yeah, she's a big deal. I like, yeah, I've been aware of her and I'm aware of her insane popularity. Um, it's real. When we talked about Empire State of Mind, we talked a bit about some of the like weird like commercial pop behind it, and mm-hmm. that's that's like amplified a billion percent with <laughs> with with anything Beyonce does. I feel she's like she's like if you had a pop star, if like you know the roles of like Britney Spears, 
without the mm-hmm. abuse behind it, right? She is this like manufactured pop machine. I mean, maybe there is abuse, but it's like she is. <laughs> but like, I don't know about it. Yeah, I don't know about it. Right, she's been like so popular for so long. She's mm-hmm. like this towering figure in in pop music. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure she's been described as a diva. So Probably. she's in that in that um, area, right? Yeah, yeah, she's huge, she's massive. She's got I, I like. I've heard songs of hers that I like. I heard songs I don't like. Um. There you go. How's that for a balanced take <laughs> Not anything? There's some less good. Hey, um, some less and this, good, yeah. this album specifically, like I, I recognize some songs off of this. I remember my mom talking about if I were a boy, I don't think it was oh, in 2008. Yeah. Um, obviously this song and, and single ladies is on there too. Um, I was, lo- but I was looking at this album. It's called I am sasha fierce which is kind of an alter ego of some kind but i was confused because like it's a double album there's two discs listed but there's yeah only 11 songs total i was like why is it a double album it turns out it's like kind of a concept where the first disc is i am i am the second second disc is sasha fierce so there's kind of a thing going on there yeah Um, which is was it cool yeah i get it It it's cool yeah she's big she's bold she's out here um, what do you think about Halo specifically, Alex? <sighs> what do I think about Halo? This bad habit of like listening to the songs very clinically mm. and not like forming an, an emotional attachment. Effect, you're you like know? a you're like a scientist. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you this, Alex. Do you remember the song Breakfast at Tiffany's? Oh yes. It's this same tier for me. This. <laughs> oh yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> okay, interesting. Where, where like, going into that, I was kind of excited into Breakfast right. at Tiffany's, but it was kind of underwhelming. Yeah. When we actually dug into it. So this you is, think yeah, that's, this is a bit on the underwhelming side? Yeah, I think coming in, I'm like, okay, what's well, Beyonce? Like, she's everybody loves Beyonce. She's the greatest. We're gonna hear something crazy here. It's uh like a third grade uh, third rate i should say like instrumental production behind it it's a fun like she can sing right you, you could have her yeah. on her yeah. worst day and she can still sing like the vocals are fine the lyrics are just a generic like there's nothing that really gives this any oomph to it it is it doesn't have that one republic um seal of quality no it's yeah one republic is more like none republic on this one man it's trying to remember fell apart no for for me this one was just like it's just flat and maybe it's a bit old i don't know if that was the production style at the time but it's just like doesn't have any depth to it really could be there i thought there were some things that were effective oh they do counting stars i know that's Mm. i thought there were some effective things in the production which i guess will come up when we actually get get into it um but it's really kind of focused around a, a single idea, I think. Uh, yeah, as many songs are, but this... Yeah. <laughs> True, I guess if it's not, then it's going to be a mess of a song. But how much is it supported? I will find out. We'll find out. So yeah, let's let's get into the, these lyrics that I dislike. Also, worth noting, I, I maybe we should bring this up in the musical arrangement, but the musical arrangement is 
exceedingly similar to a Kelly Clarkson song of the same year. Right, but also arranged and composed by that, what's the guy's name? Uh, Ryan Tedder. Ryan Tedder. Um, but he insists they were completely unrelated. Completely unrelated, and sure, but good lord, are they very similar. <laughs> yeah, to the point that supposedly Kelly Clarkson tried to get the song, like, prevent the release of her song. Yeah, she was she like... realized there was a co- connection. Because, yeah, she didn't want to just be like, here I am with a Beyonce track <laughs> with yeah. Kelly Clarkson vocals over it. Um, but, yeah, Tedder insists still that they're just, uh, they're yeah, just different. Like, no, these are beautifully unique. Completely different. They're different. Like, they're different, sure, but not by much. Anyway, here's how the verse starts, Alex. Yeah, let's talk about that verse. Remember those walls I built? Well, baby, they're tumbling down, and they didn't even put up a fight. They didn't even make a sound. I found a way to let you win, but I never really had a doubt. Standing in the light of your halo, I got my angel now. Yeah, so there's this person, and they're like, they're perfect. Yeah. Uh, Compared to an angel. So that's where the halo imagery comes from. There's also a lot of this light imagery where it's shining and i think that does come through in the music in a lot of ways uh that we will discuss um when we get to the music uh and of course talking about how this is a person she can kind of open up to the walls are tumbling down but it's like not even it's not even like a challenge it's just happening yeah it's happening that's how perfect they are yeah so yeah, we get this idea of like a perfect love in some ways similar to uh, you make my dreams where it's like yeah. you make me a better person. This is like it's all positivity, right? Yeah. Uh, and I like uh, Wikipedia says that it's written to be like the perspective of Beyonce and her husband, Jay-Z. So like she's singing this to Jay-Z. Right. And that makes sense. I guess that makes that's sense. Her, I mean, her, her romantic partner. Yeah. At the time and, and now as well. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're using religious iconography, a halo angel. Um, yeah, it's a pretty basic verse. I don't think there's much else to say on it. No, I guess the other thing, angels are uh, infinite beings that are unknowable and uh, that's right. impossible to perceive. That's right, exactly. Is that significant? Probably not. It's, it's impossible to perceive Jay-Z in full. Yeah. He's got too many <laughs> dimensions. Just folding in on himself. That's right. It's a, it's a terrifying sight to see JC. <laughs> um, it's like I've been awakened. Every rule I had you breaking. It's the risk that I'm taking. I ain't never gonna shut you out. I don't know what the rules that are breaking are. I yeah. I wonder about the the grammar on this. I think okay. it's supposed to be every rule I had, you breaking. But the way she sings it is every rule I had you breaking. Oh, so she, so okay. So like that she makes, had rules I think in that place. Makes more sense though, right? And that com- like it's it's you know a pop music cliche talking about probably about like breaking the rules. That honestly, off I think just gets used just because sometimes. Yeah, because it sounds like edgy. It's like, ooh. Yeah, because like that's very like shorthand for being you know, like things are stepping out of the boundary of normal. Yeah, even when that's not necessarily the case. I don't know. It comes up a lot. Like, yeah, it came I, up, and in, it makes uh, sense because you're talking about like I'm thinking about. Um, I think we're alone now. Yeah. We talk about like 
we're, they're trying to control us, but we break out of that because we have are so strong. You yeah. Know? So I guess it's kind of that. Yeah. Um, but it's become such a cliche that like it, you don't even say that anymore. You just talk about breaking the rules, and they're like, ah, oh, that's a romance thing. Oh uh, yeah, and it ties in with uh, the walls tumbling down, right? True. That's so true. it's, it's, it's basically the same thing. Are yeah. her own uh, restrictions she places on herself. Yeah, and then that checks out. Like it's the risk that I'm taking. So like, although her rules have been broken, she's like, well, I'm willing to take this risk because yeah. you're so dang special. Keep those walls down. Don't build them back up again. Yeah. No part two for this wall. That's right. <laughs> this isn't where we came in because it will not be rebuilt. Um, everywhere I'm looking now, this is the chorus, I'm surrounded by your embrace. Baby, I can see your halo. You know you're my saving grace. You're everything I need and more. It's written all over your face. Baby, I can feel your halo. Pray it won't fade away. Yeah, so, I mean, the face thing, obviously, as mentioned... Angels, com- unknowable and infinite. So who That's knows right. what the face is? It, it's just communicating things. That's right. Um, <laughs> but as a chorus, yeah, uh, further uh, <laughs> developing this angel imagery uh, of like I say warmth. I don't know if the warmth is there, but you, you're talking about grace, talking about um, the embrace, which rhyme. Um, hey. This idea of like being enveloped by this love, and yeah, also I think is- light. Yeah, I think there's light and warmth in the lyrics, and if not in the lyrics, then in the the instrumentation, like in the music itself. But it's, yeah, completely all-encompassing. Yeah. Um, I can feel your halo. I don't know how you can feel a halo. What does it feel like? It's just light, isn't it? Wouldn't it hurt? Yeah, I think, I mean, the halo is this concept, like, used as this physical form of this perfection. Right. right. So I think just like yeah, it's often on saints halos, and stuff. Like, right. So feeling I, I can the presence feel, of I can it. understand yeah. that you are this thing to me because I okay. feel it in inside of myself. And then Not there's the only like, I'm touching like a round disc. Yeah, I'm touching. Right. It's more about it's uh, like <laughs> its radiance or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes sense to me. Pray it won't fade away. Is a weird, like almost negative line in this otherwise very positive song. Yeah, I guess bringing in, I mean, the uncertainty of any relationship, right? Right, I um, guess. And of course, more religious imagery with praying. Yeah, connecting the Halo Angels prayer. Which is maybe the more important part of the line of like, we wanted one more thing in there. We yeah, already have is, grace and we talk Beyonce about grace. Is Beyonce no one says wings. a Christian? Do I you know this about her? Uh, maybe. She's from Texas. Um, she's from Texas. Uh, it comes up a lot, or it's something I think about every once in a while, I should say, um, is, like, that maybe for people who are our age and younger, it's less common to be strongly religious, but if you go older than us, a lot of people are, and that was something... Even, like, I saw a bunch of my cousins this past weekend, and I think it's interesting seeing, like, which ones stuck with the church and which ones didn't, you know? Right. Um, Because the wedding that I was at was not a religious wedding. No. Versus most of the other ones I've been to were. Were. Okay. Uh, One of my cousins is even a pastor. Shit. You know? Um, saw a bunch of my cousins last weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex, a Alex was at a wedding last week. Yeah. Um, Alex, I put in Beyonce religion into Google and it said Catholic. 
Okay. She was raised Catholic and attended at St. Something. Hang on. Maybe yeah. I gotta find it. What does that mean? I don't know. I mean, she, I mean, she was raised Catholic. That's yeah. all we can really grasp from Which that. Which like, is also true of us. That's true, yeah. And I, I often still use the language, like, I'll say goddamn, or I'll say... Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. I, I just swear with Catholic swears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, artists also, I guess my cousins and then that I was talking about before, but also, like, um, music artists who you don't necessarily think of in terms of, like, their religion, but then they'll release a song that, like, mentions praying or something, or, right. like, God or faith. And you're like, oh, now that's there now. And it's, like, not a big deal or anything, but... Um, it is. She also didn't write this song. Um, yeah, that's the other thing, right? Or at least she wasn't like the primary writer. And it's well, just she using wrote... this imagery, I think. So I, I don't know if her own religion is relevant. It's, but it is kind of based in in this Christian uh, imagery. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, to touch on what she did actually write in this song, I think it's just the bridge, is my understanding. So the quote from Ryan Tedder here is, for instance, on Halo, that bridge on her version is completely different to my original one. Basically, she came in, ditched that, edited it, did her vocal thing on it, and now it's become one of my favorite parts of the song. The whole melody, she wrote it spontaneously in the studio. So her credit on that song stems from that. When it breaks down. Yeah. Yeah. He called it a bridge, eh? He called it a bridge. Okay. Listen, his word's not mine, man. Um, So, we, of course, we have to analyze the post-chorus now. I can feel yep. your halo, halo, halo. I can see your halo, halo, halo. I can feel your halo, halo, halo. I can see your halo, halo, halo. Yeah, that's kind of... I mean, uh, I guess you can have more than one hook. That's a hook. That's a hook. a hook, baby. And I think a big part of that is the the vocals kind of overlap, right? Yeah. It sounds like there's three Beyonce's all saying halo in quick <laughs> Three Beyonce. Three Beyonce. And I think that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's a pretty cool, and that's like I think coming into it, that was the part I really knew. Yeah, me too. And maybe like the end of the chorus. Yeah. Um, Verse two, though, Alex, hit me like a ray of sun, burning through my darkest. There's the light. I knew there was light in here. You knew there was light here. You're the only one that I want. Think I think I'm addicted to your light. I swore I'd never fall again, but this don't even feel like falling. Gravity can't forget to pull me back to the ground again. Yeah, okay. So, a lot of light imagery here, you know? Not only are they like a ray of sun, and she's really into this light, but all the darkness is going away. Yeah. Um, and then talking about falling. So, first half is light metaphor, second half is falling metaphor. Yes. Falling here being, of course, falling in love. Yes. Uh, which is, you know, the verb we use for that, which happens. The verb. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The verb. The verb. Um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, All right. It's the fucking, fucking verb, bro. Uh, <laughs> we love to talk about the verbs. <laughs> love to talk about verbs. Um, I've been thinking about video game design a lot lately, which I've been sure. talking about verbs a lot. So, you know. <laughs> you know how it is. Anyway. Um, but it's, it still feels like good. Like she was worried about falling in love. She didn't want to do right. it again because, you know, you have to give up part of yourself kind of, or it feels like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then she, this is just so far and away the best that it doesn't even matter. She's not yeah, it's, even it's scared of it. So different. It's not like her. the other times. Yeah, it's exactly. It, 
so different from her experience with love that it doesn't even feel like what she conceptualized love as. Mm-hmm. Um, Gravity can't forget to pull me back to the ground again. What's going on here, Alex? <sighs> well, I think, I mean, we've talked about love songs where they talk about having like your head in the clouds. Right, sure. And like floating. She's not really talking about floating. She's talking about falling. Mm-hmm. So maybe the idea of not being grounded would be these like previous relationships where felt like she's still maybe falling in love but her head's in the clouds you know she's in this fantasy right this feels more real perhaps yeah because i'm thinking she's doesn't have the negative side yeah that's i think that's it because she's saying like this doesn't feel like falling because if it was I would have hit the ground by like gravity would have pulled me back and I would have, you know, had some harsh reality or something like. Right. I, I swear I'd never fall again, but this doesn't feel like falling because it isn't. Because it isn't because because <laughs> gravity has not, <laughs> yeah, has not pulled my ass to the ground. That's my take on it. Anyhow. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, and then fucking is there anything else in this? Um, so we've been awakened and no, uh, taken. There's an ooh ooh in the final pre chorus, post chorus. Yeah, she goes into the bridge for a while, which is like you talked about her writing the bridge. Clearly, that's musically, right? Because she yeah, musically, says, hey, hello. yeah, she just says hey, hello. and like ooh ooh. Uh, but yeah, other than that, there's there's another. I guess it is a bridge. Uh, there's another chorus and another post chorus. Yeah, and that's that's the lyrics for this hit song. For this um, hit song, and it doesn't really doesn't really do it for you, eh? No, I just like I, the halo works vocally as like a as a hook, like it's a good hook. But in terms of the, and maybe it's because I'm not religious, so things like somebody being your saving grace, or you know, being an angel, or any of that shit. Yeah, I guess doesn't being a savior connect is for me. Uh, religious thing. Yeah, and just and everything else is just and the, the weird the weird thing on top of weird things is that this love song to her husband is written by two random dudes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, true. True. I guess it's weird to say that it's a love song specifically for Jay Z because it's like, well, yeah. she's saying a love song because she's a pop star. And that's what pop stars do, right? Do yeah. So like, I guess you make it your own, and you you um sing to whoever is relevant to you but yeah it wasn't it's not like she wrote it with him in mind and they didn't write it they might have written it with her in mind but they probably weren't thinking of jay-z yeah i guess they were thinking about like her vocal range and and angels i guess and angels yeah yeah because he talks something about the the angelic chords he says uh this is tedder again um, I had this I- he said, I had this idea for a patch of this weird choir of angels thing, started playing it, and within three hours we had Halo. So, yeah, he kind of, wor- I guess he worked from this angel angle, and then, like, walked his way down to, here's a love song for Beyonce. I guess, yeah, I'm just, like, thinking, like, is Jay-Z, like, known as this, like, super kind person i don't I mean, really know it his i don't really like, know i don't really know maybe he's know, uh yeah so he's like is maybe it about did you're right did they have jay-z in mind and there is the fact of the matter that he was ready to sell this song to leona lewis if beyonce passed on it 
Right. I think he said, I guess, like, it's a general enough love song, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I guess maybe it's a little less personal in that way. But that's got to be true of so many pop songs. I guess, right? And so then why am I picking a fight with this one, Alex? Sometimes certain things bug you, you know? Like, and for reasons you can't even explain, like, in some cases, more than others. Um, Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say it, it bugged me. I can accept this as a pop song um, with a pretty heavy um, dedication to this angelic imagery. I guess. I, maybe it's because like, some of her later stuff apparently has like real you know, grit to it or at least some kind of an edge. This feels just very sanded down. It's true. There's not much edge or grit, definitely. It's like everything's positive and I love you because you're the best and also mm-hmm. my life is better in every way. Which, I mean, you compared it to uh, You Make My Dreams as well. I guess there's yeah. a, a similar idea A similar there. song, but that song rocks. Yeah, well, that's true. True. Uh, they're definitely very different uh, in terms of uh, the arrangement. Um, and yeah, this yeah. song doesn't have like another side to it of like Oh, but actually, maybe there is some fantasy some d- there. In fact, yeah, it specifically says there's not. Right? There's not. Yeah, it's specifically like this is very real. Like, and that's the other that there's weird a negative thing. side to this, but no. Because once we get to the music videos, it kind of tries to push that like darkness angle a bit, at least in one of the two. And that's Did a little I watch strange. Both music videos Did you watch both one? music videos? Just one. If you look up alternate music video, it'll it'll come up. Should be the first result there. Got it. Oh, there's a dog. Yeah, there. Oh, so yeah. widescreen. Mm-hmm. It was, and that one was made a year after. But before we get into that, Alex, naturally we got to talk about the arrangement, the instrumentation, the noises that make up this this ballad of of love for someone. <laughs> yes. What happens in the music? Um, do you think those... I think the synthesizers, but I mean, if anyone could get a cellist out, it's probably Beyonce. Yeah. No, you know what? All of the instrumentation is done by Ryan Tedder. Oh, okay. So, probably synth. Probably synth? Yeah. I believe it. Anyway. So, yeah, we got those, but it like... Does, it does that. It's like got this, like, angelic choir sound, Choir right? thing, Yeah. A lot of these vocal harmony sounds and like, oh, I don't know where that cliche comes from, but like, oh, I assume there was yeah. a movie in like the fifties where like someone decided, Hey, let's do this. Or, you know, it's probably like, um, opera or something where they're like, let's depict heaven. And it was like, oh, everyone's dressed in white and has wings on and probably yeah. helmets with horns. Cause that's what the they one did. The fucker's got a harp. Yep. Someone's got a harp. Although there's not harp in this, which I thought was no. interesting. Um, but yeah, it's like this angelic sound right off the bat. Yeah. Um, and it's all associated with, yeah, angels in heaven. And then the piano. Yeah. It's mostly just playing, yeah, these arpeggios. Yeah. Got kind of like a quick little turnaround thing. It's... And then... To that, to that read, I, I kind of. There's maybe. a slower part and a quicker part. Yeah, there's like. Yeah, like yeah, I, I got gotcha. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, there. That's the intro. Prominent the intro. part and this uh, sort of like hand clap slash bass drum percussion focus. Yeah. Boom. Ba-ta, boom. Ta. Boom. Ta. Ba-ta. Boom. Ba-ta. And then of course the snare is the hand claps, which where yeah. you have a snare. 
usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not such an uncommon thing to do. They have a mm-hmm. similar effect. But when you get the clap, I don't know. It feels like you can join along, especially if you're something like a, like a ballad or um, anything big, you know. And this is this is a pretty big room or perhaps even stadium filling song. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's definitely like an arena ballad. It's everybody's yeah. supposed to get their lighters up. I was gonna As say more about that for the lights. <laughs> um, yeah, we are of course the halo. Yeah, the halo, exactly. Uh, draw a little circle around your head. Oh, do they do that? They get the lighter out and like put it like you put it back and forth, but like specifically in a circle. It'd be easier that. if you had a glow stick. Yeah, definitely. I mean, those lighters, you just probably burn your finger anyway, right? Yeah, I or it'll, you it'll move too so quick and it'll it. go out. Yeah, you zip on. There you go. You're you're living large now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we move to the pre-chorus where we get that little fucking synth coming in that playing the like really quick chords yeah, yeah. Uh, piano switches up a bit too you get this ascending yeah. arpeggio on the piano <sighs> yeah that's where that piano is like um, kind of like I mean we talked about some very similar things in uh, Empire State of Mind actually like we talk about pop piano chords and that's kind of what this synth is doing mm-hmm. it's just not a piano specifically but it's almost a piano probably and there's another piano playing at the same time so that's right get that pop thing and these are the same year 2009 was uh empire state of mind as well oh yeah so yeah there is similarities in production techniques um i'm noticing that piano in that pre-chorus this kind of sounds like that that classic song. <laughs> a bit. Like, like it's not one to one, but there is like a little bit of. The synth part. Yeah, it's got that. Yeah. <laughs> what is that song even? I don't remember what it's called. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, so there's a bit of this, like, I guess classical vibe in there. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but it does have that, and that probably adds to the angelic thing for reasons I don't know. Yeah. I guess just, like, there's maybe a nostalgia or a familiarity. Yeah, it's that, like, the same way Christmas music has a certain vibe, right? Like, where it's, you can make something sound like a timeless Christmas song. Yep, it's, like, almost self-feeding, like, at this point, because it's, like, Oh, it's a Christmas song because it sounds like a Christmas song. Why does it sound like a Christmas song? Well, that's what Christmas songs sound like. Yeah. And it does call back to something specific, but at this point, it's just calling back to other Christmas songs, right? Well, exactly. So, yeah, here you have, like, church, but with synths. <laughs> like a cool church yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah, and like that boom, boom. Yeah. Thing. Um... So, once we get to the chorus, I feel like like there's musical change here. Yeah. Um, and the chorus is huge, but like it almost feels like not that much of a change, but I guess the, maybe the build is gradual enough. Yeah. Um, she's still like pretty level with yeah. her singing. Like it's not like she, she's in the belting first or chorus, anything. Right? Yeah, in the first chorus. Later on, she gets pretty intense. 
Yeah, I, like the chorus really okay. just kind of gives her more space to echo, honestly. Like, yeah, there's a bit of instrumental change-ups, but it's really we just get like her and then the large echo. Everything I need in mama. Yeah, the other thing that starts to happen in the chorus and happens in the later choruses as well is this like overloading of the mics. Mm. And you get some of that kind of like what you'd normally associate with like a lo-fi recording. Of, right. Like, the, Mike's too hot kind of thing um which i think fits in with the like this blinding light feeling right that you get this uh, this angel concept you know yeah this idea of something overwhelming Mm -hmm. you can't it's overwhelming you can't depict it because as mentioned, it's unknowable and infinite. Right, so you can't um, even it, catch I, it. I feel like it ties in with that of like, and even little preview for the music video. The lighting is very bright. Yeah, bright to, yeah, to get to the point out. of like obscuring. Yeah, washing out. Yeah, and I think in this point that the vocals are also following that. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So from the chorus, we go to chorus to the post-chorus, which we all know and love. I can see a halo, halo, halo. Yes, and then she's got a few other bits in where she does her like ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, but yes, as you as you have done, it's in like falsetto. falsetto. Um, so then, when she goes into the second verse, she kind of starts in that falsetto. So she ends the post-chorus in that falsetto, and yeah. then starts the next part in that. And the second verse is higher than the first one. Not all in that falsetto. But it is like higher. Yeah. The first verse is actually quite low. Uh, That's right. It is. Uh, to the point, I think there's one word where she kind of it's it's hard to tell, but it almost seems like it's maybe like too low for her, and they had to pitch shift it down a bit. Mm. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not an expert. She might. That's maybe just like a lower register for her, so she sounds different. Right. Um. Yeah. And. So the vocals are really highlighted in the first half of this uh, second verse because the instrumentation pretty much drops. Yeah, it does. It's really just like pretty much just that cello at first. And yeah, the and the, the percussion. And the fast synth too, which before didn't come in on the verse. came in on the yeah. pre-chorus. So it's coming a little earlier now. Which mm-hmm. pretty, I think we've seen that a fair amount in Yeah, it's in, a pretty uh, standard pop like pop build can, technique. Yeah. In the second time around, you bring something that shouldn't be there quite yet because yeah. it's just more exciting mm-hmm. sooner. Things are moving, man. Things are really cooking. Yeah, scythe. that's right. Oh, synth. Sorry, I have to correct my notes. You, you the scythe was going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was reaping. It was reaping, man. There's a, the tons of reaping going on on this track. Reaping in the pre-chorus. Um, this, so then once we get into this pre-chorus, like... There was already not that much change between the verse and the pre-chorus, but there's, like, less now, because we've already gotten into it. Right. Um, but they bring back those uh, piano arpeggios, and, and she's got, like, this is where she starts to really do her, like, runs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, ends of lines, where she'll, yeah, go up and down and all over the place. Yeah, showing us a little more of those Beyonce pipes. Yeah, which is a very, like, diva thing to do, I think. Um, yeah. It's a bit showy. I I don't know. How, I'm sure it goes back further, but, you know, I've always heard it associated with uh, Mariah Carey. Right. Yeah. She's a big one for that. 
and may I don't know, maybe it goes back as far as like mini right pretend or something like that. If I've said probably, that last name, right? you know. Is it Ripperton? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Next that's big what she's thing doing. She keeps the, doing that. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the other parts too, but. Oh yeah. Maybe we'll point it out. Maybe we won't. It happens. Well, yeah, because like the bridge on this, or the bridge as it's called, is it is it actually middle eight? You know, I feel like you go either way. It's kind of I counted the bars. It's here's what happens. So the chorus doesn't come in at the start of a bar, right? Mm-hmm. It comes in like right at the end. So what they do is they do eight bars of bridge, and then the following bar, mm-hmm. the chorus does start in it, but not at the beginning. So they kind of just chill for like three ish counts. Okay. And then jump into the chorus. So it's like. It is eight bars, but there's also kind of this weird, like, few counts in between. So I'm right. pretty sure you, it is eight bars. So, um, yeah, it, it, but it, like, technically bridges to a rest yeah. rather than just going to a different chorus. Yeah, there's, like, a little bit because the chorus doesn't start directly out of it. And maybe mm-hmm. that doesn't matter. Um, but it is kind of a bridge because we're coming out of a post-chorus, which you can kind of say is part of the chorus, but it's, like, you know, kind of a yeah. different section. Kind of and then section. into a chorus. So it's not like bridge to co anyway i don't know how technically you want to get about this but i feel like i could go either way okay fair it's enough. in the middle it's eight bars long and it bridges two sections like it's everything at once it's everything at once <laughs> perfect um yeah this is where she she also like because things break down here a bit and she just like the google i mean the the genius lyrics just say vocalizations vocalizations <laughs> and that's exactly and that what she, she does, does that Cello's coming in. She's singing yeah. Halo a lot. I called her Bay in my notes a lot, and I'm like, why B is singing? I can't read my own notes. I don't know. Man, why. I t- I refused to call her Bay. I I was I felt like I didn't <laughs> just faster that. type. Yeah, I, I know, and I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if I should be calling her Bay. <laughs> <sighs> but that's the bridge. Yeah, was the bridge incredible? I mean. I shouldn't be asking these questions. You should be Solid asking bridge. these questions. Unless you do answer them. Yeah, it's like, it's serviceable and it fits the tone of the rest of it. Yeah. I, I didn't question it. And yeah, I wasn't like, what Although the hell's going on here? Although it seems almost like, like an outro at first. Because I always think the song's going to end. And yeah. maybe it's because there is that pause between the bridge and the chorus. I'm like, oh, the end of the song. And then it's like, nope, another chorus. Yeah, Even another more chorus. Beyonce vocal tracks. Especially on this course. There's so many of them. Yeah, just layering them all on. How much Beyonce can we fit on a single track? And then, like, the end on it's actually quite abrupt. Like, she just goes, and then there's a couple of, like, more percussion beats, then you're out. Doesn't Sampire State of Mind kind of do that, too? Um, I don't know. Alex, you're asking questions. I guess there's Alicia Keys, like, final verse. She says New York for a while. Yeah, New York. You're, you're right. It does. And then just goes bum bum bum. And then it just ends on a chord. So it, yeah, yeah, kind of similar. similar. Yeah. Well, there you go, Alex. Well, I guess Halo. I don't know. That ends on a chord, and this one ends with percussion. But they both have, I'd say, a prominent, identifiable percussion part. Yeah. Um, but hey, that's Halo. That's what the song sounds like. Yeah. Big instrumentation on the thing. Well, not really. That's the thing, I think, is I expected bigger coming into it. And it's actually really, like, restrained in a lot of ways. Some, it's, uh, 
it, it, it like fills the space more like a balloon, I think. Like that you blow up and it's slowly inflating. Mm. You know, like it but fills never the popping. space. Yeah. Yeah, because there is a sense of space on this, and especially at the end, like when you've got six Beyonces going at it, it's yeah, and like it's, it's still, filled out. But it stays as this like ballad, right? Yeah. Without crossing over into like power ballad right. territory per se. Maybe that's my trouble, man, is I was expecting a power ballad yeah. and I just got a regular maybe, ballad. Yeah, maybe we should just do some Guns N' Roses or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be you know doing the guns and roses there my brain we is, haven't talked about <laughs> guns and roses garbage no we haven't uh, not since their cover of uh live and let Paul die mccartney yeah live and yeah. let die um alex but we got to talk about this music video directed by a man named phil anderson no philip andelman andelman Mr. he's a he's a music video director and photographer with the music video works dating back to a lenny kravitz lenny kravitz video in 2004 okay this is a few years later this is a few years later um this features a guy i must have misspelled that michael ely who uh yeah wanted, wanted to be in a yeah he, he plays the it's very funny actually if you look at his like uh I think on Wikipedia's Wikipedia page, and you look at his roles in music videos, it's just like this artist's love interest <laughs> is the the uh, the name of each character. He's just like a hot guy, and they're like, "We need a hot guy for this." Yeah, and Beyonce wanted him in a different. I'm sure, he's more than a hot guy, but he is also sure. Yeah, but he's that's really he all he is the here. Role well, she had she wanted him in a different video, and he was like, "Call me when you've got." a role that isn't a villain or whatever. He's like, I don't want to be the villain. <laughs> so he refused some other role, got hired on for this, and now he's uh, in this very sensitive, sweet music video about ballet, I guess. Yeah. And brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth. Yeah, it's a important. really, like, all of the scenes in a... In a like a movie where it'll be like, this is me remembering my wife and the good times we had together and she's dead or kidnapped now. It's like, right. It's, it's like four minutes of that kind of footage. Yeah. This very, like very bright, very like soft lighting. Mm -hmm. Constantly. Everything is really, really lit. There's a lot of like lens flare moments to transition, things like that. Um, all the scenes are uh, there's a lot of like close up scenes that are kind of hard to see which usually you would have because you're like oh it's a fading memory right yeah so it's kind of hard to see the the specific hard lines uh, so a lot of those and um, then some some wider shots of her like practicing her dancing in yeah her ballet you know, studio ballet, ballet, or ballet or just like studio. dancing generally I don't, I don't know it's it's like a ballet studio. Yeah. She's got her unitard on or whatever, but is it ballet? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. She's like in high heels, so I suspect not ballet. Oh, um, yeah, I didn't even, but I she, didn't you know, Beyonce's a dancer, so yeah, it she, seems she like oh, this is Beyonce living her life, and like there's bits where she's kind of staring at him from a distance, and bits where he's kind of staring at her from a distance. So it's like ah, they're into each other, and then it shows them together being very affectionate, often. Um, like physically touching. Yeah. Uh, there's also one line. So they're like sitting and maybe just like drinking coffee or whatever, like on couches and talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, hang on, I have a timestamp. 134. Um, the reason I have that specific time uh, is because 
she is also singing the song throughout it while right. she's participating in these scenes. And at that part, she just like quietly mouths Halo, and it doesn't quite match up with the volume in the song. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. They're like staring at each other, and she's like, Halo. Yeah, like barely moving her lips, and the thing that's yeah. coming out is. <laughs> So anyway, that was fun. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of that. And then later on, they start dancing together. She's kind of yeah. leading, showing him how to do this, like, more of like a formal partner dance. Right. Like it's apparently inspired dance. by a film, uh, Flashdance, 1983's Flashdance. Ah, uh, I haven't seen Flashdance. I gotta Nor watch Flashdance and Footloose. I've only seen uh, Dirty Dancing. Okay, I've seen Footloose, I've seen Dirty Dancing, I haven't seen Flashdance. Yeah. Well, I'll get to it. I'm sure you will, Alex. Um, yes, you get that. Um, they get a puppy together, which is important, oh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like a lot of these shots of like feel good relationship yeah. stuff. Some parts where Beyonce is underwater. Yeah, yeah, she eventually looks gets like submerged a wedding in dress. water. Yeah, it, and it does look like a wedding dress because she's got. Maybe that's a it's very billowy and white. Yeah, very billowy and white. And then, yeah, it just kind of like ends with them like not quite kissing each other. Like he's, we get a close up on their faces. Her face is below his face, and then they just like hang out there, hover for a while. They hover. He's an angel, so he's floating above her. I yeah, know. I guess. Is he That's probably not true. So the question we all ask is is he dead? We were asking this question for a, oh. a year long in 2009. And then um, in 2010 they said the metaphor. Yes, he got murdered by dogs. <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's the other video. I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the other video. I I, yeah, I don't think we were supposed to draw that he was dead from that video. Maybe. I don't know. It's weird. It's confusing. These, these music videos are confusing to me. But Because this second video, everything's sec- like yeah. contrast between shots from the first one where everything's bathed in light and everyone's dressed in white like the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. Except for her dancing her black outfit. dancing outfit. Um, and he's like watching her when she's doing that dance and she doesn't really look at him. So I don't know if we're supposed yeah, to imply that. Real like beautiful mind type situation where the birds don't react to the child because they're not there that's right spoilers for a beautiful mind spoilers for a beautiful mind (laughs) um yeah so in this one we see the dude michael ely and his character is running like through the woods and we see some like cops following him so a lot of it is him running through the woods cops chasing after him like a whole big search party and then we get shots of Beyonce driving her car first, right down the middle of the road. <laughs> it's a two-lane road, and she's going right between those two lanes. And then she pulls up to like a call box, like a like a like a phone line in the middle of nowhere, and waits there. And we yeah, we get this flashback footage of the the original music video. My favorite moment, I should have time stamped it, is it shows them getting the puppy together and then immediately shows him getting fucking bit yeah. by this dog. Oh, uh, yeah, I just saw that. I did just see it. And right that, to me, is comedy. Yeah, because is the puppy in the original video? 
Uh, yeah, like briefly for a shot. Yeah, I thought so. So it like shows that shot again, but then like the entire narrative of him is like he's being hunted by dogs. Yeah, and so like we're we're supposed to grab, I guess that he's like, oh man, remember when we got a puppy together? As he's getting good eaten puppy, bad life. puppy. Like, oh no, bad puppy. And then he dies, and there's like an explosion of money. There's like money scattered everywhere because I guess he robbed a bank. I don't know what the fuck he did to get all this money. I don't know, man. He's dressed up. I I assume it was white collar crime. Yeah, I guess. But then why? Like, but I don't actually assume that because he's being chased by police, which is generally not how you catch a white the, collar criminal. How to catch a white collar criminal? Uh, 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 let me see if Wikipedia. Yeah, that video is much more intense. Yeah. Um, especially like jumping back and forth between everyone's just in white, everyone's just in black. Like, they're happy. He's doing crime. Look at his hat. He's... It's like... I mean, it's also, like, old-timey, kind of. Like, they've got old cars. He's wearing a fedora. Yeah, like, even the cops are wearing, like, fucking bowler hats and shit. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh... It's a strange music video. I think both of them are a bit strange. Yeah, although we did talk about how some of the elements of the song, like, have this classical feel to them. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe this is also a bit of a throwback for that. But it's not like the original video was, like, set in the past, where, like, this one seems to be. So there's... Right? Like, they're yeah. in, like, in, like, modern buildings with, like, um, you know, modern furniture. Yeah, it's, uh... Strange stuff, and them together is even stranger for me. Like I, the first video I watched, I was like, okay, yeah, all right. Like it's a little love thing. It's a love. It's all warm and bright. And then you throw this one in there. It's like, wait a fucking minute. Also, how can this dude be an angel if he's out there stealing money? But he's her angel. I guess he's just been briefly led astray, perhaps. Her bank robbing angel. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, especially like that it would come out two years later. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go back to this song again to make a depressing version of the video we made two years ago. Yeah, they're like, what if it's, yeah, like a gritty reboot? <laughs> they're like, you know what? <laughs> let's give the people what they want here. A little bit yeah. of blood and guts. Uh, yeah, so that's the music videos. That's the original song, Alex. We gotta talk about cover versions. And yeah, we got some covers to talk about. We, we gotta talk about Amir in 2009. We do, because we actually talked about Amir a while ago. That's right, for uh, um, Firework. For Firework. And uh, I, I think I quite liked their version of Firework. I, I don't remember specifically. But they definitely had some good stuff in it. Listening yeah. to it again. Um, which is why I was surprised by this one. Actually, let's introduce them first. Um, they're an R&B slash pop group from Boston. Yeah. Um, originally, they wanted to call themselves like One Love or some various spellings of that, like the number one and then L-U-V, but there was some legal issues, so they ended up changing it to Amir. Yeah. Um, um, and of yeah, course, so they're like a vo- more vocal group. They're a vocal group. group. So they're, like, they're, like, they're basically an acapella group with a backing track. Yeah, I guess so. 
And I think that shines through on this one more than the previous one, because the previous one actually had some, like, production that was, like, a bit interesting. Yeah. Whereas this really just uses the original arrangement to the point that it almost sounds like they just used, like, a slightly questionable, like, computer program to strip the vocals out and use the same one. But it's very compressed now. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. I... Yeah, or they like, just did their own and it doesn't have the best production on it. Yeah, either one could be, but yeah, it does sound like like it's really committed to doing the same things, but like the like if you listen to that percussion, the the oomph behind it is not there. Like that yeah, bass on the, the original, bass. it goes like boom. And this one it's like dun, tss, dun, tss. Yeah. So that would be probably my biggest issue with it is the backing track not very interesting um yeah kind of just a lesser version of the original 100 percent. um that said these guys are like when they all get together and sing that chorus like that's pretty good yeah they sound good they've got some good harmonies you know they got yeah good voices so right on yeah just feels like yeah really weird yeah, we just need to do something about that instrumental production. Uh, and then they also add their own, like, bridge section. Oh, yeah, they uh, it's a reference to another uh, Beyoncé song, I'm pretty sure. Okay, because I, I never get these references. The lyrics are, I'm in love with you, you set me free. I can't do this thing called life without you. Here with me, because I'm dangerously in love with you. I'll never leave. I believe just it's called... Just keep me loving... Uh, just keep loving me the way I love you loving me. <sighs> yeah, it's that's from the song Dangerously in Love. I might, it might even be Dangerously in Love 2 by Beyonce. <sighs> Could be the sequel. So yeah, they've um, snuck in a reference to, to another yeah, Beyonce have. song here. Uh, but they also don't do the second verse, which I thought was a little weird. Maybe they yeah. wanted to hit three and a half, and they wanted to do that reference. But they also, yeah, skipping the second verse, I don't know. Yeah. A little strange. And Well, it's a little strange, but also, like, verse two is verse one with different words. <laughs> like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's not the most important thing you write. It's like okay. Like, is it adding sure. more to the song? Yeah, thematically, like conceptually. I mean, maybe? thematically, it's introducing this light idea, but they're right, not really I guess. doing anything with that. Like the original has the crackliness on the vocals; they don't have that. Right. So. Yeah, and then like the first verse, I guess, is about her walls coming down, and then the second verse is about his the 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 person's light and how bright they are so you know maybe maybe you're right here alex there is some thematic need there but these guys felt it was better to it's not the most thematically deep song anyway no sure for sure but uh <laughs> yeah. that's this one and then we get like a is it 30 seconds of instrumental outro on this it sure is oh man i didn't count it but it's a while right yeah it's uh it starts at about three minutes and goes so yeah, not only they've t- taken a whole minute off this song, and somehow still included a thirty-minute instrumental outro. Thirty second. Or, oh, sorry, man. thirty second. <laughs> uh, there's thirty-two of them. Anyway, um, that's it. That's, that's that's end, it. Right? That's a like, mirror, man. It's not I like mean... a fun ending or anything. It just kind of does that. No, fades out for probably a little too long. That said, I didn't watch the music video. But the music I watched video a few is only 3.13. Of it. 
Oh, weird. Oh, you know what it is? The outro is their credits. Oh. Shows all their website, their links. Says this is Amir. These are our links for checking us out. That's why it's so long. But this version's also only 313. Mm. So this is still shorter. Anyway. Yeah, what the hell? Someone what? messed up, I think, when they submitted the song. <laughs> Spotify. That's, that happens, man. Or however that happens. Um, but I'll tell you this. That Amir video, I, I was like loosely remember these guys and then I saw them performing in their weird basement again. Right, I was like, yeah. oh yeah. That's how weird. I remembered that we <laughs> that we had uh talked about them before. Their basement with like there's a, a old CRT monitor in the background and it's like a yeah. very low basement. You can see some either pipes or structural things running through. Yeah, it looks and it's like it's a- mostly just them and for they they've all got a mic and they're singing. Yeah, it's a strange setup, but uh, hey, we love them anyway. Amir, way to, yeah. to do this. I get it. They sound good. Yeah. They're good voices. So, like, that's cool. So, yeah, but, on, uh, on the part that they're really working on, like, it, good job. Yeah, but, yeah, otherwise pretty pretty tame. Let's and talk and we, know they can, we know they can do better. We know they can we do know better. We know they can. And so. so does Susan Wong in 2010. Maybe I can Susan Wong, yeah. Susan Wong is uh, is from Hong Kong. Yeah. Smooth jazz slash easy listening artist. Um, and we finally have a new arrangement. Finally. Yeah. So it's been a whole song already. I know, right? Um, they haven't even changed it up. Yeah, so this is, uh, it opens with, like, guitar. Yes, this acoustic guitar is featured very prominently. It's kind of strumming and picking, doing both as often happens. Um, mm-hmm. It still has a piano. There's less, but there's still Yeah, piano it's very parts. sparse. Yeah, and it doesn't do the, like, percussion. Mm-hmm. At all. I don't think there's any percussion. I mean, let's no. look at the piano. Um, I think we get, like, a xylophone in the chorus. Oh. Oh, really? A xylophone? I missed that. Yeah, or some kind of, like, vibraphone-styled thing. Okay. I'll have to listen for it. Um, I guess you could say, like, there's parts where the um, guitar starts to do, like, down strums. Yeah. There's a triangle, I think. Or I said triangle, oh, okay. but it, it changes yeah. pitch, so I think you're right. I think it's, yeah. uh, it's probably a glockenspiel, actually. That's, it's yeah. Pitched, and it's metallic. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Um, um, so this one yeah, is very like, soft. It's very, you want to talk about easy listening? This is, like, easy on the ears because it's very soft yes, and quiet. It's easy. Um, her vocals throughout just have a very, very like delicate sound to it. Yeah. And then even when she goes up, she kind of gets like breathy to keep it soft. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just throughout it's got that. And the only real like tension that gets introduced musically, I think, is from the when the guitar does the down strumming. Yeah. And that's really not till like quite a bit in. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three-ish, um, a lot like of vocals, a lot of vocal layering on the uh, the chorus. Yeah, so I mean, this one I, I appreciate that we're getting a different arrangement now. So it sounds mm-hmm. quite different. Um, it doesn't have the the it doesn't hit the heights of you know the original. 
uh, sure, in terms yeah. of like bigness, but it's trying to be smaller, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it to, mostly I think it does fills a good its smaller room. Mm-hmm. Effectively. You know, it's a it's a lounge. It's not a stadium. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and she sounds good. Yeah. So I think yeah. decent yeah, cover bit, overall. A bit long, I think. It gets a bit slow for me. Just because there is like it is so soft. Like I think we could maybe chop off thirty seconds here and still be okay. Yeah, and like pretty much the only trick it pulls out, because it's very like smooth and even in the background, it does mm-hmm. do that down strumming for like right. a little bit. So like there's a little more interest there too. Um but that's pretty much it. So you really have to be like in a chill mood for this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting take. And, you know, usually we're not too keen on smooth jazz or even rough jazz on this show. So, yeah. Hey, um, not bad. Yeah. And I guess like the arrangement's different, but like you said, she does have the echoes and some very similar ones to what Beyonce does for like Halo, Halo, Halo. Halo, like three Halo. of her. Yeah, most people do try to to mimic that same vocal. Yeah, effect. I guess it's kind of the hook, so it's uh, hard to not do it. Yeah, it's tough to break out of that pattern, but it's it's a good hook. So use the good hook. Um, but we got to talk about somebody. If you think this version's stripped <laughs> down, man, let me tell you, a lot of Kessner in 2011. A lot of Kestner, not a lot of instruments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Right, Singer-songwriter from Seattle. <laughs> yes! Uh, started as a vocalist for an indie rock band called Trespassers William. Trespassers William. Never heard of him myself, but that was on our nope. page there. On this cover um, featured in the, the hit show The Young Pope. Um, I don't know that I show. think. Uh, it's about a pope who's young. <laughs> oh! Is it like historical? Was there an actual pope who was like I think it's pretty young because usually popes are quite old. Fictional. Oh, okay. I think it's Jude Law. Hmm. As the uh, the young pope, uh, the series stars Jude Law as the disruptive pope Pius the uh, fuck thirteenth. I mean, I think there were a ton of Pope Piuses, so the number's not that important to me. Like, I can't tell them apart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, more importantly, this song is your your acoustic guitar cover version. Yes, it changes changes up a bit. Yeah, because there's like there's barely any instruments, and there is some synth that comes in for the chorus. Yeah, particularly at the beginning, this is like the slow acoustic version. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just it's only vocals at the start, and then that sparse acoustic guitar. And there's even, like, it has a build, too. Like, even the guitar, like, it starts playing single notes. Yeah. And then it'll play two quick notes in a series. And That's then it'll play right. three quick notes in a series. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it does. Um, and then it, it um, the vocals, like, the echo kicks in. And then the multi-tracking kicks in. So she does yeah. do that. And then, similar to what happens in the original, we didn't really mention this. But there's a part where Beyonce is singing the low harmony and the high harmony. She does that here, too. Right. Once the vocals start to have multiple tracks. Um, and then it gets that ambient stringy synth and stuff. Um, it doesn't go much. It doesn't go further than that. 
No. Um, it cuts down again. It builds up again. Um, but that's kind of what it, it does. But it stays pretty. Like, it's all ambient. It's slow. And it's yeah. pretty sparse. It's pretty sparse. Pretty, like, uh, pretty low energy compared to, like, the... I feel like the Susan Wong version. Still soft, but, like, had a little more presence. Yeah, slowing it down, I think, you know, takes the wind out of the sails, right? Yeah, for sure. And um, not having, like, the the Beyonce pipes to punch anything up. True. It's not that sort of a vocal performance, for sure. No. Um, closer to the Susan Wong one, though. Yeah. It's, it's pretty soft. And then when she goes high, it's more in that falsetto. Um, but it stays soft. And, like... It, it definitely has a different feeling to it, mm-hmm. but it's almost got this like weird, like haunting thing where this is maybe more of the, like they're dead thing. Cause this, I think came out after that second music video. Yeah. So um, might've been influenced so by that. You're my angel means you're a person I loved and then they died. And then you died. Um, I don't, I don't think it has like a ton of, hints to that but it does feel a little more somber yeah and then the fact that it has been used in a in a tv series is like yeah it plays to that kind of style right that's true where it can sit in the background and be like oh i kind of recognize this and it's vaguely religious because the show's about a pope yeah and it's like ooh, and it's that a real pope or is it a you asked that and i didn't find an answer for you okay oh i mean I, i mean like is he a pope in the show or is his name pope his name is Pope Pius Thirteenth. Okay, right. You said that. Okay, yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's a real pope. Let's see. Hang on. Uh, uh, pope Pius Thirteenth may refer to this dude or the titular. So there was a Pope Pius Lucian Pul- Pulvermacher. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> anyway, um, is it set? In modern day, I guess, is my big question. That's another great question, Alex. You're asking all the right questions. You know what? It's not It's not important. It's not important. It doesn't Listen, matter. Nobody knows. Nobody cares about a, a hit TV series from 2016, but what we do care about is who sang at the wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, and that is the Kingdom Choir, yeah. 2018. Maybe I can Sure was. I watched some of that performance. Did they sing Halo? It's on YouTube. Uh, supposedly, I think after that they got a record deal, which is probably why oh. this exists at all. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but they are—they're a British gospel choir. They're based in London. Yeah. Uh, according to, I don't know if it's the Wikipedia page. It might have just been like one of those snippets you see when you Google something. Yeah. Uh, there are up to twenty members. Up to. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, I guess it may vary. Seems so like is a their... small choir. Yeah, I don't know. I think it might be... I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe that's a regular size. I've only been in a choir when I was in the fourth grade. So. Yeah, there can be as many fourth graders as apply. In that <laughs> exactly. That's, um, that's a much bigger choir to work prestigi- with. It's not prestigious to get into. 
course, yeah. No offense. They, they, would, no, they wouldn't let me sing. sing at the wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. <laughs> um, although if it's kids, it doesn't matter if they do it well, right? That's like, true. They're not, they're just, they just, just love what they do. Just happy kids are doing something. Yeah. <laughs> not, not sitting around and smoking cigarettes. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the um, Kingdom Choir. The Kingdom yeah. Choir, Alex. So you might expect a vocal focus on this version. And you I would might. be right. I, I would be, wouldn't I? <laughs> uh, in this choir version. Um, they actually, they keep a lot of the original arrangement in this one, too. So you get yeah. the piano and you get the strings. Although the piano is simplified. Because um, yeah. during, when they're singing, it really just plays chords. But in the other parts, it plays some of the piano from the original. Right, yeah, some of that little melody line. Yeah, so their arrangement is very similar, but... I mean, as you'd expect from a choir version, lots of focus on harmony. Uh, you know, final yeah. lines. So you get like a soloist on the verse. Yeah, it's mostly soloist. Yeah. Big choir backing on certain lines. Like, I got my angel now. Yeah, kind of the, the final line of the halves. Yeah, the, exactly. It's so like every two lines or whatever. Um, and the soloist, soloist is really good. Yeah, um, it could be multiple people. Kind of sounds like one person for both, but because you know the first they're sung, the first verse is lower, the second verse is higher. They could have right. got two people. Yeah, I don't know if they gave one person the first verse and then gave yeah, the better. But person But it doesn't the sound like a different verse. person to yeah. me that much. But I also said that about Rosanna and two. There's at least two people singing yeah. Rosanna. So what do I know? I don't know, Alex. I don't know what you know. But yeah, they the first verse is done similar to the first verse of the original. It's very like uh, it's pretty low key, and then but these two these guys just let it rip. Uh, second verse onwards for the soloist. Oh yeah, and then once it gets like to that last chorus, mm-hmm. they just go wild, man. Oh yeah, it's like the classic like gospel choir move. Yeah, Suddenly now everybody turns everybody's up. singing. Yeah, you have a soul and the soloist is singing. Yeah. Um, as a soloist, like you hear them separately from the choir amalgam, mm-hmm. but you've also got all these harmonies. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's huge. So yeah, it's um, massive. Also, probably the closest one. Well, it's shorter, but it's still very close structurally. Um, and then I guess the other thing is, uh, what is the other thing? Oh yeah, they switch up. Like the way they do their halos is a bit like. They don't do three. Yeah, halos, they do two. It's very uh, yeah. It's two, and they're very like separate. Halo, halo, halo. I can see yeah. her. Halo, halo. <laughs> I guess you spread two beats out in the time it takes a three normally. Right. But it does. It feels a little bit different, right? Yeah. Because you're expecting three overlapping halos, but it's actually just two kind of it's spaced just two. out ones. And it's so that's kind of yeah. That's you the one part that choir. like throws you off a bit. Like, why wouldn't you just? Why wouldn't do, you do like more? Like, do, do twelve? Six. Yeah, do twelve. Do a hundred. <laughs> Go crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they have some restraint. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Maybe this is why we're not part of the kingdom. <laughs> no, of choir. do like twenty of them. Fuck, That's man. It. Just keep going. Twenty one. You know stop. Three. <laughs> just keep going. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a little different. It, it sounds good. Obviously, a lot of uh, very strong vocalists on this track um but 
It's not the most interesting one, I would say. No. Musically, because um, they do follow the original arrangement fairly closely, but it's kind of what you'd expect from a choir arrangement. That you know, They're not trying to shake the pot. They're just trying to sing good, and they sing good. Yeah, they sing good. Um. Yeah. It's once you get to that that final round where everybody's going crazy. Like it's yeah. That's, True. It's, they yeah. do go pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Ultimately, it is just like, uh, what if this weird, slightly religious pop song was more religious? But yeah, I mean, we talked about filling rooms. This one fills. This one fills, fills a room. room. Oh yeah. Might even fill like a church. Yeah. Which Might is a pretty big room. Philharmonic. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of orchestra humor for you there. How's harmonic doing? Um, doing okay. <laughs> um, listen, Alex, we're going to talk about the George White group featuring Luca Jaco in we 2019. Maybe I can feel your hello. Yeah, George White Group. There's, they're kind of a vague thing because they're like a jazz collective. Yeah. Um, and the members change. Yeah, so it's just like whoever is around, presumably with George White. Yeah, I'm not sure who George White is. He's not the singer. No. That's for sure. No, I think that's Luca Jaco on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who claims so... I mean, I looked at his description. Uh, it uses the phrase best kept secret, which gets used a lot for... I mean, less successful artists, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not a secret if you're super successful, which is a fine thing to be. It's just kind of a cliche. Yeah, and it's just like, well, bud, maybe you should tell more people about you. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't keep that a secret. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he is from, also according to the description, the world of singer-songwriters. Ah, I haven't been there. Yeah, which, <laughs> I don't know, he sounds Italian to me. Or Spanish? Yeah, one of the two. I can't tell them apart that well. Well, Alex, you are a piece of shit. Probably. Maybe. But what's the song? What's the song like? It's tell like, me what the song is like. Well, they like. claim to do sensual jazz, Alex. There's, there's jazz. That was from the George White description. It is jazz. Is it sensual? I'm not sure. I think he whispers something about addiction at one point, and that was the one point where i was like you're trying to be oh right because he kind of like speaks almost but yeah he whispers yeah because so, they're addicted to yeah. your light right yeah i'm addicted to your light um yeah uh, it's kind of kind yeah. of in the in the area of that like lounge loungy small smaller room jazz yeah you know? we got um, really soft reminds, brass on this there is a lot of soft brass he kind of reminds yeah. me of michael buble yeah, in I that like that. it's a bit jazz informed. You can kind of hear the effects on his vocals in that buble way. In that buble. 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 It's funny because you have to say boob. That's my favorite part about it. <laughs> Not that you don't say that with uh, buble. <laughs> yeah, so that's who I would compare him to. Doesn't sound that much like him, but there's some similarities. Um, and a lot of it's very jazz. Like, you get the soft jazz drums, and like you said, the oh, trumpets yeah, the and the chimes, and it's all very soft. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I think is a good translation, uh, the original had hand claps. This one has finger snaps. snaps. Finger snaps. Which, yeah, that makes sense. That's your small room version of the claps. Yeah. Snaps. 
all the so I get it. Listening to you know? it, it makes sense. It's all yeah. just the, the the beatniks, <laughs> right? They're fucking hepcats, man. They're wearing poetry and hats. Jazz eating apple pie. Are they into apple pie. I don't know. My only attach, my only like reference for beatniks is on the road. On the road, and there's yep. a bit in that where he like drives across the country and is like, "I only ate apple pie and ice cream the whole way." That's insane. <laughs> That's early on, I think. So there's a few times <laughs> he drives across the country in that book. Yeah, um, a lot of on the roading in that that book. Yeah, he's on the road a lot in that book. Weird, kind <laughs> of weird. Um, um uh, this song is very. Why? Here's my question, Alex. Why yeah. did so many people hear Halo and they're like, "This song needs to be as quiet as possible." Yeah, I think maybe kind of something that you um, implied earlier on is it's not like the, like as big as it kind of is, it feels like it belongs in the stadium, mm-hmm. but there's a, there's a tenderness to it right? And, and a softness to it. And it sounds like people just wanted to run with that because it's hard to do, it's hard to fill a stadium if you're not Beyonce, I suppose. Right? So I think the logical step is to pare it down uh, because otherwise it's this diva thing you know versus um, what I would like if you're doing a jazz version maybe more like a like a Richard Cheese type faster paced thing right which I, yeah, yeah yeah I mean maybe he's done honestly like I wouldn't be surprised if he's done this song um, yeah but I haven't heard it if he has so I think yeah other than that but like the arrangement on this one is not that interesting to me like you got your like it's all very soft but other than that it's like oh that's the jazz drums that's like piano's playing jazzy chords and like yeah it's jazz to me not that interesting not because it's jazz but because i'm like yeah that's just some jazz yeah it's like to put jazz cliche jazz yeah exactly and if even a jazz illiterate it's like you and i can identify it like, Sorry, I talked over you. And, no, that's okay. It's like if even if you and I can pick up that this is tired jazz, like yeah, that's not good. We're really, jazz people. Um, there's not even like a weirdly long bass solo on this. <laughs> no. What? Um, it does have that weird intro there. section though. That like damn. Right at the start. Damn. Yeah, where it's just like the like chimes. Uh, maybe chimes in like a horn yeah um and yeah and the horns it does have that i thought that was kind of neat but <laughs> beyond that and the finger snaps like i'm not blown away by the vocal performance uh, it, like you said it's kind of buble-esque which is not spectacular um yeah but like yeah, he does fine as like a bit of a crooner thing. Yeah, and I don't think the sensualness plays sensuality. There's not yeah, there's no sensuality in this. Despite that. Yeah, it's, it's like it's kind of resting on the jazz laurels. I think like the way he does like it's not spe- it's not specifically sensual, but it adopts a style of music that is associated with sensuality. Yeah. It just like doesn't go the next step to adapt yeah. the Halo lyrics to fit that. Doesn't do anything itself mm-hmm. to add to that. It's just riding on the coattails of an established musical mood. Yeah, I yeah, hundred percent. Does that make sense? I don't know if it means anything. Sometimes people say words, and then I'm like, 
I don't fucking know if that did mean anything, but they seem confident. <laughs> uh, I'm going to nod my head. I think what you said made sense. Uh, awesome. But, hey, man. That. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. Anything else about George White Group and Luca Jaco? No, not really. Alex, then we got to talk about Claire Kodara in 2022. You, Claire Kodara, another business person. She has a manifesto. Oh, I missed the manifesto. It wasn't as exciting as a manifesto sounds. It was just like my mom died, and that was rough for me. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. That's what kind of business not she a got. Thing to happen. Um, see, I was reading this article about her on Bebe Talk. Um, <laughs> Where? <laughs> Landofbebe.com. Oh, of course, Landofbebe.com. <laughs> um. And so she identifies herself as a business owner, but I'm not sure what that business is. Other than it might be, she says she's a talent agent and a business owner. So it might be. Oh, yeah. She mentions that. She used to be a talent agent. And then her mom was like, you've got to focus on you. I don't know how old this article is. There's no date on it. Mm hmm. So it could be like 10 years old. But anyway, it says she's a mom of three under four, a singer-songwriter, a talent agent, a business owner, and an autism advocate. So I think that's a lot of what she does. And, like, she has another album on um, Spotify that's, like, specifically, like, autism... I don't know. Autism jams? It says autism awareness. Album for autism awareness. It's her, like, modern lullaby album. Okay. And that's the one this is off of. Is it? Wait, hang on. No. No. Okay, sorry. I'm just I'm just seeing things and saying things. Yeah, this is off of, this is just a single. Yeah. And then she has one other album on here that's her modern lullaby. Also, hey, weird connection. Speaking of popes, uh she was the uh Pope Benediction singer as the soprano soloist for Pope John Paul II and Benedict the Sixteenth. What? A position she held until 2006. Also, also on top of all this, she oh, was an American time. Idol contestant. <laughs> right. The article mentioned American Idol. Season 9. Which was a while ago? Yeah, that would be... Uh, I don't know when the fuck that was. But, yeah, weird and sh- strange career. Uh, this one, I actually... Of all the covers, I really liked this cover, though. She... Um, what did I think of this one? I kind of like the arrangement, you know? Yeah. It switches it up. It has its own little percussion thing going on that kind of tick, 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 tick. tick, tick yeah, like a shaker tick, with like a wood block or something tick, at the end. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. So that was nice. Uh, also stripped down, but a little yeah. bit more interesting. But And, and it um, fills space. It starts to fill in like way later in the song, you get an accordion. There is actually like a bass present and some things there. Guitars playing, like it moves. Yeah, and she she does like she starts singing fairly softly and then goes up, not like in the same way as Beyonce. Yeah, um, but it's still like you know intensifies a bit. And then there's some like I think it's like a slide guitar sound later on. I yeah. I don't know if it's actually slide guitar but kind of that like you know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, she yeah, there's a little bit more going on in this arrangement in particular. Yeah. 
And I think still, it's not arena music, but it, it managed to make a small room piece interesting, right? Like, a lot of these other ones have just been like, oh, I don't know, now it's quieter. And it's like, well, great, but <laughs> what does that do for me? This one does something. Does for you? Yeah. Um, and I like that she ends, like, it's a pretty good ending. She ends on the line, I got my angel now, to, to finish out the song. I know I'm jumping ahead here a bit. No, I good think. idea. I didn't. I keep forgetting to listen to the ends of these songs. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I forget that to like note it. She whispers know. for I didn't even make a, or you didn't even make a sound. Ah, I get didn't it. Didn't even make. Yeah, so she's doing no, a little bit of drama here. She's got some. She's got some ideas. She took this and look. And I was not as soon as I saw she was an American Idol contest contestant. I was like, fuck, this is gonna be right. trash. Right, but we've had there have been a couple. If they're not. Uh, like from the competition, yeah, I find they're generally pretty solid. Yeah, they, yeah, or like American they Idol's their only claim. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah, this is like twelve years after that. Yeah, so she's, uh, you know, not the same person. Yeah, she is the same person. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, so bi- lots of big thumbs up and good high marks for having a more interesting arrangement on this one for yeah sure. way to go claire uh alex anything else to say about this version no i don't think so perfect we're gonna get into our final verdicts then we got three categories the worst version the best version and the version you would use in the trailer for the next installment in the hit video game franchise halo halo <laughs> <laughs> okay all right sounds good Alex, is it weird, let me ask you this, that we do the best in the middle and not last? Should we do worst, then weirdest, then best? Uh, I don't think it matters. Okay, sweet. No, I think it makes sense, because it's like top, the bottom, top, and then wild card. I think that makes sense. Okay, all right. I was just thinking about it the other day. All right, Alex, what is the worst version of this? It's the worst version. Honestly, for me, I think it's Amir. I'm here. Um, they got you know they got good vocals, but I just they really dropped the ball on the track, in the back. Yeah, track, and uh, I don't think it really saves it, or the vocals really save it. Uh, so it's unfortunate um, that that's how it happened. But yeah, it's just um, it's not great, and it could have been much better. I know it can be better. Yeah, it it just feels a little slapdash in terms of the production value. I like their singing is great, but it's. When it's you got this rinky dink backing track, it really detracts from everything else. So yeah, I think I agree with you. Even though like George White Group wasn't fantastic, but at least we got a new arrangement. We're trying new things, even if those new things are old jazz cliches. Like <laughs> we're trying to do something different. Changes the feel of it. Yeah, it changes the feel of it, which Amir doesn't. And Amir was in the same year that the original came out. So you know some. Some credit there, like yeah, they're just some guys on YouTube, basically. At that yeah, there's point. some YouTube dudes. I don't know what they are now, but like, like, that was long enough ago that I'm sure they did the best they could with what they had. But yeah, yeah, did they though? Did they? I'm not so sure, but I am sure of this, Alex. That it's time to tell me what the best version was. What's the best version? You know what? I think the one I like the most is probably the Kingdom Choir version. Oh, got some really know, strong vocals on it. Gets really huge at the end. Um, very good soloist. It's not that different, but they managed to capture it yeah. pretty well and then add their own thing, which is the you know the choir sound. Right. Which gives it some real oomph. 
Yeah, strong soloist on it too, and like in some ways, we talked about a bit of the classical vibes on the original. Moving it into this choir context, yeah. like moves it further in that direction, so it, it fits like it fits. choirs of angels. Like it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. So it is like a, like a yeah, it's just this very sensible version, and it's performed well. Like they've got strong vocalists behind them. Um. For my taste, though, a bit boring. I I just really like the Claire Kodara version. I think that one had more going on. It's it got a cool sh- arrangement. Yeah, it's got a cool arrangement. Shift from the original, and it yeah, it just I, I think it was strong all around. Alex, you're you're tracking the the trailer. You got a job at Microsoft, and it's Halo. Gotta do and Halo. beyond is the next installment because the, the last one's Halo Infinite. <laughs> so. <it's- laughs> Honestly, Halo Beyond is probably not a bad name for the next. Probably no, Uh, Alex. And you're using Beyond. Beyond. Ah. Honestly, I searched Halo Beyond, and it says, "Did you mean Halo Beyonce?" And it has the music video for this song. (laughs) (laughs) That's what comes up. So, Alex, how are you going to track this trailer to get the people going crazy? Um, Okay, so it's going to start very stark. So we're getting Lottie Kastner. Lottie Kastner. Okay. And then I think, possibly, by the end, transition to the Kingdom Choir. Ah. Uh, I think I'm going to give you two. I'm going to cheat that's a little fair. Because, you know, it's war, right? So you start very personal. Yeah. And, you know, probably show shots of, like, dog tags and things with blood. Yeah, it's, it's like you like don't know what the, the game is yet, but we're seeing some things. Yeah. And then exactly. when it's, You're like, like oh, the, the reveal that it's Halo... Games. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, it's Halo, and then it gets very bombastic. Big explosions, lasers, aliens in space, wide shots of the Halo straight on, so it just looks like a stripe that kind of changes thicknesses across the screen. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lens flare. Lens flare. More lasers. There weren't enough before. That that big wub sound. We're gonna put that in the wub. The wub. Yeah, you gotta have that. Yeah, yeah. And then that's... that's the transition to the Kingdom Choir version. Yeah. There you go, Alex. That's very smart, and I can't come up with a smarter answer than that. <laughs> but I will tell you this: I'm gonna have my hand in production on Halo. I'm gonna put things in a, a weird direction. It's like okay. Halo, but jazz. I'm doing the George White group. <laughs> George White group. A little little sen- sensual. A little sensual, yeah. We're going to have a little, yeah, some kind of like erotic shots of like Master Chief and Cortana, some, you know, shots of cigarettes and ashtrays. We're going to really push the sex side of Halo. Yeah, push push the Master Chief Cortana relationship because that's really what people are into. People love, that's what they keep coming back for year after year. Romance between hologram. Yeah, romancing the hologram. (laughs) (laughs) They love that shit. So that's what we're going to do. Hit them with the George White group. People are going to be literally coming to this trailer for years to come. <laughs> uh, that's probably going to happen regardless. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, Does Halo still have um, really a really strong uh, fan base? I think so. It's, yeah, uh, it's out there. People are know. out there. They just keep fucking it up. They keep doing weird shit like not having a local co-op playing all that but that's for another time to talk about uh that does it for our main segment if you got similar opinions different opinions want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about hit us up on twitter hashtag cover me pod at jake the cressy at some alex wise guy send us your comments questions concerns suggestions for future episodes you can also do that 
via email. Covermepod at gmail.com. Send us stuff there. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Uh, tell your friends about us. You know, we don't have a marketing budget, so it's you guys. You guys are the marketing budget. I've been saying about that. You guys saying that about you guys for years. And it's true. And that does it for today's episode. As we always say on Cover Me, gravity can't forget to pull me back to cover me.